Hi there, I'm Vincent Boss and I provide dating and self-improvement advice. And in today's podcast, we're going to be discussing understand relationship attachment styles. So before we get into the podcast, I just want to let you know about my website, dateme.tips. That's www.dateme.tips. Do you need help trying to save your crumbling relationship? Would you like advice on how to try and get your ex back? Or maybe you need an action plan on how to try and get a girlfriend or boyfriend. I provide email coaching on all of these subjects and can help with your specific situation. Visit my website dateme.tips to find out more details. That's www.dateme.tips. You will also find on my site the books that I've written, my clothing range and other information. So now let's get back into today's podcast and today we are discussing understand relationship attachment styles. So today's podcast is going to be discussing the concept of attachment styles and the belief that the way we are treated in our very early formative years has a huge impact on how we behave and feel as adults, in particular in our romantic relationships. So the attachment that you feel to your caregiver in your first few years of your life, and your caregiver is in most instances your parents, but depending on your life circumstances, you might not have been with your parents, you might have had a different caregiver. So we use the term caregiver just to kind of explain the person who is your guardian in essence. So in most instances, this will be your parents or whoever was giving you the care and whoever had the legal responsibility to take care of you as a child. So the attachment that you had to your caregivers, the way you attached to them and the way you felt and how you was kind of growing up through your formative years, that is going to have a big impact on how you attach in your future adult romantic relationships. So we're going to be discussing this today because if you can understand this better, it will really give you extra benefits to if you don't. And I would suggest that most people don't understand this concept. And hence, if you understand just a small amount of it, then it will give you an advantage in the dating world because you will be able to understand yourself more and other people. You will realize why they are reacting as they are and you will be able to make better decisions and better. you'll have a better kind of idea of how somebody might react to a certain scenario. So we're going to get into this now. So I'm going to break this down in the most simplistic way I can in this podcast, just to try to get you the core information. So there are four main attachment styles. And this, as I've said, is how you would attach to your caregiver in the first few years of your life. And the four main attachment styles can be broke into two sections. There is secure attachment, and there is insecure attachment. So the first attachment style is actually known as the secure attachment style. So there is one style in the secure attachment style, 
and that is the secure attachment style. So you know that's pretty easy to understand. So there is one secure attachment style. There are then three insecure attachment styles. And within those three insecure attachment styles, one is very uncommon. And for the purpose of this podcast, we are therefore not going to discuss it. So today we are going to be discussing the secure attachment styles in which there is just one known as the secure attachment style. And we are going to be discussing the two main insecure attachment styles because they are much more common than the third insecure attachment style. So let's now put some flesh onto the bone. So as I said, there is one secure attachment style and it is known as the secure attachment style. And that is the healthiest attachment style that you could have. If you have a healthy attachment style, which is somebody who is feeling secure, the secure attachment style, then you would have had love when you needed it. If you seeked and wanted comfort, you would receive that comfort. You would receive that love. You would not be somebody who would feel like you were starved of affection. You would be somebody who always felt that if you were scared or frightened, you would be able to get the love that you needed. You would be able to separate from your parents in a healthy way and you're more likely to have high self-esteem. So just to reiterate those, those basic points, if you have a secure attachment style, it is considered the healthiest style. And this would ultimately mean that as a child, you would receive comfort, you would receive love. Whenever, you know, if you were scared or frightened, you, you would probably go to your parents, your caregivers, and you would receive that care and attention. And you would always feel loved. You would just feel secure in the love. And this would mean, as an adult, you are more likely to have long-lasting relationships. It would mean that you are more likely to have higher self-esteem and you are more likely to trust your partner, to feel comfortable in the relationship. And if your partner, say for instance, if you was together and your partner had to go on a work course for a month or something to be the end of a country, you're more likely to feel secure in that relationship. You wouldn't, you'd be less likely to feel nervous. You'd be less likely to feel needy because you just feel secure. So that is the best possible attachment style you can have, the secure attachment style. But unfortunately, not everybody has that. And as I mentioned earlier, there are also three insecure attachment styles in which we are going to be discussing the main two today. So the first insecure attachment style has actually a few different names, but we will refer to it today as the anxious attachment style. So if you are somebody who has the anxious attachment style, this means that you have had most likely inconsistent parenting. So this basically means that sometimes you would feel the love, sometimes you wouldn't. Sometimes you would run to your caregivers because you're feeling scared and you would get that love and you'd get that comfort. And sometimes you would do it and you wouldn't get any at all. So it was just inconsistent. 
you know, sometimes you felt safe and cared for. Sometimes you felt your caregivers were quite cold towards you. Sometimes out of the blue, you might get a lot of care and attention. And then sometimes you might get nothing at all. And through this inconsistent parenting, it will result in anxiety as a child and that will move forward into your adult relationships. And this can best be shown as clingy behavior and being obsessive about any perceived changes in a relationship, even if it's something that's not really there, you might just imagine it. So this has all the hallmarks of somebody who is needy in a relationship, who is clingy, who is really trying to be the type of person who is constantly proving themselves, trying trying to get that love, trying to say, come on, you know, you can love me, look, look what I can do, look, because you've never been used to having that love and care and attention all of the time. You've always not really, really understood why it's there. So you have that level of desperation. You don't know about when the care and attention might come back. So you have trust issues. So as an adult in an adult relationship, you're more likely to feel clingy, you're more likely to feel needy, you're more likely to feel scared of the relationship ending at any kind of moment. If your partner went on a work course, just as we mentioned in the first example, you would likely feel very nervous and very scared that they might leave you and never come back. Even if you've got a rock solid relationship, you, you would just have that fear, those nerves. And that is what mainly you would see in an anxious attachment style. So that obviously is not a good way to be within a relationship because it can cause a lot of difficulties between both of you. So we're now gonna move into the third attachment style we're talking about today. Again, it is one which is an insecure attachment style. And this is the avoidant attachment style. And this is developed from when the parenting was pretty much not there at all. So it was either unavailable, maybe your caregivers were always busy, always at work, or maybe they just kind of rejected you, which is tragic to say, but maybe, you know, you was with them, you know, you, you're living with them still, but they're just like not really giving you any attention, any care, they're just letting you almost grow up on your own. And this can result in Initially, you might see some independence coming from somebody who has an, an avoidance attachment style because they've literally had to grow up on their own. They've literally had to do things by themselves and not seek out care and attention because they just know they're never going to get it. However, it's not a real true reflection. It's not real independence. It's not real positive. Um, it's kind of like a, a, a fake independence, you might say. It's kind of been forced. And... If you have this avoidant attachment style, it can really lead to problems with intimacy as an adult and just not wanting to be somebody who gets involved in deep relationships, whether that is social relationships and or romantic relationships. So if the caregiver is going to be ignoring the child's needs, then this will mean that the child is more than likely going to grow up as somebody who is very closed, somebody who is not really wanting to share thoughts or feelings and is in essence going to be very uncomfortable with closeness within a relationship. So if you are somebody who is, who is with someone 
who is an avoidant, then you will you will often probably describe them as cold. You would often probably think they're quite shallow within the relationship. Like you might be very deep, loving and caring, and they seem very shallow, very quite cold. They're not somebody who really wants to invest in their feelings particularly and it can it can cause huge problems in relationships in the future as I'm sure you can tell so to give this kind of example once more if you know if your partner was going away uh, on, on, a, on a work thing for a month or so then when they go they'd probably not even really you know they probably won't really see it as a big deal you, you know you might be thinking oh I'm gonna miss you and they might not really seem that emotional when they you know when they when they left they might just just get on with it you know because they they don't invest their feelings they've learnt as a child that there's no point in their mind of trying to you know put feelings out there because they're not going to get anything back so if you get somebody who's quite cold and such they're probably of an avoidant attachment style so I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I hope it's given you more insight into the main attachment styles and how how we are treated as a child has a massive difference in how we, how we can actually be as an adult within our relationships and how everything is linked. So if you are somebody who's recognising this in yourself or in, in a partner, then it is something that you can kind of get counselling for. You know, that there is a way that over time you can work through attachment styles if you are feeling that it's not healthy within your relationship. You know, you need to make that judgment. But there is a way to kind of improve the situation if you feel difficulty. So I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I'll drop another podcast soon.